Welcome to podcast 272 of Five Star Potential, your weekly football manager podcast. I'm Matt, and on this week's pod, I'm joined by Friday Night FM, Dupe, and Mad FM. Welcome, gentle people. Hello. 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 Do you like Hello. how I put Hello. everyone's usernames in there? Because I don't Doop, really threw me. Because Dupe hates it that he's the only one that's called Dupe. Do you know yeah, but he weird? also hates being called Lewis. No, so. it was weird because me, me and Friday Night FM were coming back uh, from our snooker little snooker tour, uh, and we were listening to the pod, and it was really weird hearing it all back. So yeah, you're right. I don't like it, Joe. Thank you. It's very, very conscious of you, me. I, I appreciate that. That's the nicest thing you've ever done for me. Re-record it. Back to Norman <laughs> next week. <laughs> back to calling me a prick next week. Cheers. I mean, technically, you're you're editing this, so you could do what you like with it. So technically, you could you could re-record record your own name, and then it's just me doing it, and then it's Lewis, and then carries on. <laughs> it's just uh, uh, <laughs> Louis. Like Friday Night FM, sexy gal, Anyway, our normal safe focus will resume. On podcast 274, we do have something very special lined up for 273 that we recorded a few weeks ago. Um, but uh, this week, um, with the full game not quite out yet and our main saves not quite underway, we thought uh, re- we'd reserve that for once we are kicking off properly. Um, but we will crack on with our initial thoughts now that we've had around a week or so of playing the FM23 beta. So, um, we've had just over a week. Good time to sit down and chat about it. So, we'll go around the room and we'll ask for winners and losers of what we think uh, about the game, what are our favourite things, what less favourite things. Um, so, who wants to get started with the positives first? Positives. Up the pos- Every- everyone's really jumping for these positives. Like, I'm feeling the feel, vibe. feel like we need to do so- a shocked thumbnail. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, to to pull back the curtain slightly, we're recording this on a Sunday afternoon. It's very bizarre for all of us. There's actual light outside. We normally record this sort of at late eleven at night o'clock on a and- Monday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's also, weird being sober. Yeah. I don't like it. Well. <laughs> it's weird having clothes on. It's just strange. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't mind stepping in first. Um, my favourite thing has definitely been some of the animations that we've seen in the match engine, um, the, the kind of patterns of play, um, interceptions. Now, I'm going to say the visualisation of interceptions because I don't think the statistics behind it are working properly, but when you're actually watching it in-game, like you're seeing really good press, you're seeing really good interceptions. Um, I complained... It feels like a week ago, but it was probably about two months ago that left-footed players playing on the right would like get to the byline, do a 360 and pass the ball somewhere else. Now, cutting inside, banging a sweet left-foot like curler into the far post, beautiful to see. I don't know if you guys have kind of <laughs> played around a bit much and seen what the animations, if, if you've seen a difference. I think I've I've probably not seen... I probably don't have the same eye for detail as you, Joe. I'll probably hold my hands up there straight away. Um, I definitely think the attacking moves, like I've been, I started a new save there at Atalanta and we were trying to do a bit of a vertical tiki-taka. The, smooth, the smoothness of what I've seen is just 
where we're actually trying to do a lot more through balls and it's a lot more off the ball movement and that's where I'm trying to encourage kind of the different roles I'm using out wide and up top. I've definitely seen some improvements there from the animations for sure. Uh, so I'm definitely quite happy with that. And like I know a lot of people are having to go at animations and graphics, but I think a lot has gone in th- this year to remove some things that look shit and also things that are silly and, and just make it a bit smoother. So I'm enjoying I'm enjoying seeing some of the rewards of what I'm putting into it a bit more clearly. That's uh, the right way to articulate. I don't know whether this is something that they've advertised, um, but something that I've noticed a lot of is that initial burst into space when, when the player gets the ball, mainly in the attacking positions. But I'm just seeing that they're kind of working themselves into space instead of trying to play an impossible ball, which I, I, I've quite enjoyed seeing. I've seen a good couple last week, um, especially playing uh, with a shadow striker. He seems to be bursting into a little bit of pocket and then finding the space instead of trying to curl one around or put one over the top. And it's just uh, it's quite nice to see. One I saw the other day... Um... Jaden Sancho Cruyff turned between two players. It was, like, it was on the halfway line, so it was kind of in a, a not in a risky place. Um, but he just, you know, when you see something, it's like bicycle kicks. Mm. You know, you don't ever see him, but when you see him, it's glorious. But this was a Cruyff turn. I was like, did he just Cruyff turn? Went back and I had to replay it about 10 times just to kind of go, he just Cruyff turned there. And now whether it was designed to go between two players, who knows? But the animation was there and I was like, that's pretty sick. Yeah, that's nice. So I remember having a similar excitement when we first started seeing like Rabona passes in the match engine and them actually being successful. So yeah, that that I I've had haven't quite had a I haven't well, I haven't noticed any Cruyff turns. It'd be nice to have them, but then um, I've been having a mess around with Forest, so not really too many candidates. They've there probably signed for... Cruyff, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> They've definitely tried. <laughs> he was number twenty six. He couldn't get him registered. <laughs> I do love I, the, uh, uh, the unnecessary Rabona passes. By the way, they're, they're quality. Throw on goal and just oh, I'm going to pass it across as a Rabona. Doesn't Every Rabona to. is pointless. That's the, yeah, that's, it just makes that's it even the whole, better. The whole thing. I mean, we'll, we'll see some Anthony animations put in soon with all the talk about him this week, Duke. No, get those little spins. Oh, the three sixty <laughs> roulette. Well, Seven twenty, actually. But yeah. I'd like, um, I'd like to see some um, David Dunn failed Rabonas. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's, that's what I'd like to see. That's, that's my feature request. I want to get failed <laughs> skill moves. What about the one that? Um, wasn't there the famous one back in the nineties with Andrea Kincelskis? He kind of just stood on around and just stood in the ball yeah. <laughs> for no reason at all against Everton. Oh, yeah. Wasn't it, right? yeah, good times. <clears throat> I think the one thing I wanted to draw attention to I remember maybe the FM before FM maybe it's FM 20 or 21 a lot of negative discussion about one-on-ones and I'm really enjoying one-on-ones in this in this beta so far um so what I'm seeing is I think last year I used to see a lot of obviously a lot of chances being missed maybe that was down to me and the team I had um and then like there, there wasn't much in the middle it was either they're always going around or they're always missing I'm, I'm seeing a bit more variation where they're hitting it a little bit early when it makes sense to do that with the angle is right um, or obviously going around. And I know last year as well, there was a lot more little dinks over the goalkeeper, um, almost, you know, probably again, leaning maybe towards a bit too many. So I think that they've got that a bit more right as as a ver- as another version has come out and evolved. So enjoying one to uh, one to ones, one on ones uh, so good. far in the beta. You're just saying about the, the, the little dinks. If you've seen a Penenka in the game yet, mm. They just Actually, about make it over the line. <laughs> really? They're, they're like, it's, again, it's one of them. It's good to see 
but it, I think it just needs a tiny little tweak, like it actually will make it to the the net. They're like bit of a so- gust of wind and slow yeah. it down, and it won't actually go in. <laughs> See a lot of goalkeeper saves with feet. I know Dupe's going to come on to that, but penalty saves with feet, which is interesting. I haven't noticed that either, no. No, I've not seen that, to be fair. It's weird, because, uh, yeah, I was going about to say, like, Matt's discussion point there really brings it on to kind of something that I've seen quite a lot of, is his goalkeeper animations, I think, massively been improved. Um, I'm doing a United Bayer save, not to go too much into detail, but I don't want to renew De Gea's contract. So I've been out and I've been looking at a few, few, few players that I'm going to try and get in the summer coming. And I've been watching um, Atletico Bilbao's games for, for their goalkeeper and I think it's Porto as well. And you're just seeing so much, how do I put it? It looks like a goalkeeper more than it did look like a goalkeeper. You're seeing smoother movement. You're seeing they're not like jumping from one area to, to the next and then making the save. And it just looks more realistic. And that's all we can ask for, really. But um no, I'm I'm really liking those. And like Matt said about the one on ones, that must be a huge factor to see just how good those animations are in those one on ones. What about Nick Pope for Joe? Do we need to? We we we'll yeah, pass I over that one already. We we say we say nothing because that quickly got a PKM swept up and uh, has hopefully nice. been dealt with. But I was going to say I had there's a couple of things because I I've enjoyed the goalkeeper animations as well. Um, there is one though that the ball seems to loop up and then the keeper just kind of come jumps up in the air and catches it. Nobody challenges. Like there's never, you know, you would have players that would and I know they've got this this whole collision thing um that they talk about, but it's they don't ever seem like they're challenged. It's just oh the ball's up in the air and they just come and collect it. And I had one last night, um Bartos Bilikowski, he was facing a penalty and he literally got it was like a side foot pass straight down the middle and he just kind of fell backwards on his ass and it went through his legs. No. And I was like, Ooh. again, I haven't ever seen that animation. So I was like, well, it's pretty cool. But at the same time, it was really frustrating that it was a piss poor penalty. And he's kind of just fallen backwards and it's gone through his legs. Yeah, I do just... see it sometimes, right? Yeah, yeah. Keepers just crumple into a heap. I've got, I quite like, I, I do quite like the self-defeatist. Once it, the, like, it's been a worldie of a shot that's gone in and then they just, like, just drop backwards yeah. like it's uh, I, I, it, yeah the, the the timber spot oh, no, the right they, uh... <laughs> oh we're doing mm-hmm. oh, well, <laughs> been rubbing off on me literally <laughs> <laughs> my favorite pastime um just to jump back to goalkeepers i did have one quite interesting one where a long ball came forward uh salamakers i bought for for united he's He's bursting through, and David Ray has run literally out of his box right over to the corner flag, and luckily we managed to beat him. But apart from that, I haven't got many complaints. That's probably the only one I'd complain about. Some but... of the first touches, when Ooh. they come outside the box, I'm like, they have got a demon touch. Yeah, like you'll see yeah, him yeah. come out to nearly the the kind of the set the the circle of the halfway circle, and um, I'm like, fuck me, that first touch on it, and then they just like pass it off to the centre half, and I'm like, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. I would love Fabianski to have a touch like he has in FM. <laughs> if only. Yeah. I'm seeing a bit more goals as well that are going in off the keeper, like where, you know, he's palmed it, put into the net. Like that that obviously does happen a lot in real life, you know. And I think three, if we were to go back three years ago, four years ago, the majority of goals you'll see are just straight in, straight past, or, or even through the goalkeeper, just the way the animation would be portrayed. I think it, it needs caution as well because it can be frustrating. Like, why is my... Why is my goalkeeper's wrist made of jelly? Um, but I think it definitely adds a little bit more 
uh, animation. It makes you feel better that they at least got close to it. We just need to keep an eye on how often it happens. I guess it, it's a, it's though it's that sort of thing that SI will have looked at intensely. We know what Nick's like when it and where well, the fact that the entire match team is like for their their detail, and so it will be as close to real life in terms of it will be backed by statistics as to how often it does happen, and as long as it's in line with real life statistics. They will try to make sure it sits within that realm. Um, whilst we're with you, Mr. Madden, uh, mm. recruitment and scouting was the the winner for you. Yeah, I think, and like I'm really looking forward to the to the main save because, I mean, we'd probably touch on the squad planner in a minute and just you know the long term element of it. Obviously, probably not many of us are doing too much there because it's still a beta save. Um, what I'm liking is the initial my initial um, experience with. Just how easy it is to set up little recruitment focuses here and there. Um, obviously, when you're coming into a new squad, um, it's you know you're doing it through the positions, whatever. Even as I find, like I do a lot of messing around on the player search filters, and it you know it, it's offering you a lot of the time it offers you to set up a little recruitment focus. Whereas what I have, I've often done in the past is I'll set up a filter, I don't save the filter, I forget, then I've gone again. So I just think that's a little bit more intuitive. You know, if you're trying to compare it to real life, it's like. You know, oh yeah, I'm starting to have a look into this role, this position, and then the scout can kind of go and take that away. A little bit less effort required to make that happen, I guess. So I'm definitely enjoying that element of it. And uh, as I said, haven't done too much long-term thinking, obviously, with with just being a beta save. I've done a little bit of a save with West Brom and then with Atalanta. Um, but I'm really looking forward to going a bit more longer term and really like casting the net out wide when the full version is released. In what is now 10 days time? Nine days time? It's not not long. Yeah. For November, let's go. Yes. Remember, remember. I, I have to agree. I, I I mean, I know again the the recruitment. I've done a lot of watching the games for for the goalkeeper, but apart from that, I haven't done a huge amount. I know in my main save I will do, and I'll probably use it to the death. But um, I'm actually probably excited about keeping the next bits in in the back locker ready to go because it's going to be something brand new for me to try so yeah mm. I, i'm excited and the, uh, other, the other one that with that match was just the eight like i don't know if it's linked or not but like the other thing i had there from a slightly slightly new thing was the the agent side of things as well um I, like where you're i think joe touched on it in a couple of pods ago not only are we able to have a bit more interactions with the agents for new players but also existing players as well they are um, knobs <laughs> I'm actually having a pretty good experience with my one so That's far. What you really think? Yeah, and uh, so far so good for me. I was in, I went into Atlanta, and um, it was uh, what's his name, Lewis Muriel. Is he the the striker for Atlanta? And Milan Ronaldo. have been shown in. There you go. Um, Milan were showing a bit of interest in him, and uh, I basically was like, kind of, I, I want to keep him around, even if I only get a season. I, I kind of want to renew the contract anyway, just so he'd still be there and and not having all that negativity kicking off when I reject all the bids because his value is pants with uh, only one year left on the contract um, and initially I was kind of struggling to because the budget the, the wage budget at Atlanta at Atlanta is ridiculously small um, and all these lads suddenly want double the money uh, so yeah not not enjoying that part of it but I was able to actually chat to the agent a bit um, just test it out as much as anything and get a new contract in from locked in so that, it's a nice little feature a nice little addition as well with the um, with them asking for double the money, have you got that in your budget? No, no. no you, oh, you, so you haven't got it. So they're asking for money that you haven't got. Have yeah, you got so it in the transfer say, budget? 
I wasn't. So what I had was, um, I think it starts with, let's say, when you have the transfer budget maxed on your slider, uh, it was about 12 million. Because they've actually spent quite a lot in real life. So yeah. they're, yeah, I think it's quite reflective. So what I did was, uh, I had Lewis Muriel starting off on about, um, now I want to say it was still in pounds um, in terms of the currency. I think it was about 36 or 37 on his salary. And I've gone into renew and he went for 76. And uh, our max by default at that time was like 40. So I was able to drop it down one kink, we'll say. And then yeah. obviously it blitzed it. Um, and once I offered him a new contract and there was one other centre half as well, totally maxed out already. I'm so, pretty um, yeah, sure. I didn't have cause, it. Because I had, I had, I've seen a couple of things because I've done it where, you know, you ask the agent for the how much they're going to want and then you go to offer them and it's like twice as much. I think that is something that was on the forums as, to be to be looked at that the agent valuation okay. isn't max um, isn't matching what's being asked. But one thing that I had on twenty two, you get you got you know you've got a player who might be on forty grand a week and then they want to sign a new mm. contract and they want one hundred and forty grand. If you've got money in your wage budget, put it all to transfer budget before you offer a contract, and then they'll Ooh. ask for a lower amount because you haven't got it in the club. That is interesting now. Because so I haven't tried it in you know, twenty three, but that was something that worked in twenty two that you could mm. you could play around with. You could put it put the money into your transfer budget and not have a lot of kind of excess in your wage budget, and that way they would ask for a lesser amount. I suppose that's your way of making it clear. I mean, a club like Atalanta definitely has a wage policy in in place. I think it's pretty clear from how they operate. Um, but that's probably your way of actually reinstilling that. Is that you know, which the cash isn't there. Uh, as opposed to just the agent or the player, just assuming it is. I'm going to try that. I've already renewed his contract, yeah. though. We uh, have uh, had a request to uh, f- do a pod focusing on scouting, especially now that it's been updated. It was actually slated well before FM23 had actually officially been announced, but we kind of kept it back um, as a, a new topic to cover. And fortunately, it was one of the the main features that was announced so we will be doing that in the coming weeks once the game's out um one of the little little thing it is really minuscule but i quite like the little transfer window closed open icon the, the, the little red the traffic light yeah yeah i really like <laughs> it's it it's quite nice isn't it and the fact that it tells you how long is mm. like left either of the window or left until it opens i literally haven't said anything to you siri you stupid um, sorry, Doop. <laughs> Cheers, Matt. Nineteen minutes. <laughs> it's a record for you, Matt. Uh, but yeah, I really, really like the transfer window traffic light. I think I'm, I'm going to steal that, Joe, because it's uh, yeah, it's just it, it's a nice little touch. Doesn't really do an awful lot, but you know, it. I think it's just it's another a, refinement. A use- yeah, and it is actually quite useful because when you go into scouting, maybe you don't consider how long you've got until either a signing is going to arrive that you've already made. So you've you know you've you've decided to pick someone up after the the summer window has closed, and then they don't arrive till January. Or obviously, then you've got the six month contract wind down that usually starts around January for most of the European leagues. So knowing that you've got that little little sort of, I guess, um, suggestion that maybe now is the time to start looking at that, it, you know, visual reminders of how we can sort of maybe just attach what we used to do um, 
which you would have done, you know, you just thought, oh, it's January now, I'll go and start poking around people's contracts who are winding down. Whereas now you've got that visual cue to maybe do that, which is, is always nice, especially as we're getting older and forget things, or at least I do. Um, my sort of, uh, the thing I've liked and probably played around with the most <laughs> because I've been forest <laughs> in the beta is the squad planner. Um, makes sense. Because <laughs> it's actually been needed quite a lot. Um, and because they've got such a ridiculous number of players, at, at least when you start the save, it's I found it really useful to be able to plan ahead and know that whose contracts are running out. Uh, and I think it's odd because... like. Their goalkeeper situation is is kind of like considering the number of players they have within a season they have no goalkeepers basically of any quality because they've only got Dean Henderson on loan they can keep and them. then they've got no one else behind them because Bryce Samba left to go to Nice right we got that right mm, he's in France got, no they've got Casper Schmeichel not Nice it's the other Ren? one it's Nantes then. Ren Nantes is it Nantes <laughs> of course <laughs> it's Nantes I just wanted to say it. <laughs> I, oh, I don't hear. I'm gonna have to Google it because I can't remember. Uh, he is at uh, Leon. Len. Len. Who? I don't know. Leon. He's at Ars- Vic Ars- Reeves Len. is doing French. I told you this TikTok thing would be good for you. We'll do it later. We'll get one out. Um, Add that one yes. to our list. Got the goalkeeper situation is is far from ideal, so it's actually sort of highlights that within a season, I've actually been using it more than using contract expiries on, say, the the main squad list. Uh, so I've I've actually been going back and using that because it's just a a nice way to plan per position uh, going forward. Obviously, it's called a squad plan, and that's kind of what it's there for. But I think it kind of ties in well with how I think I've played the game for donkey's years whether I'll fully remove I, I, I mean I don't even use spreadsheets I, I tend to do a lot of handwritten notes um, and fortunately I've now got like a an e-ink tablet which I write on rather than paper because I just go through notebooks like nobody's business when I'm when I'm really into a save so at least there's maybe some trees that are being saved. But yeah, the uh, uh, knowing the agreed playing time as well as wage in relation to a certain position, yeah, that's it's, it's nice. Uh, and as well as knowing when you've got, I mean, I haven't obviously got to that point, but knowing when you're going to have prospects coming through where you can realistically fit them in. Uh, like, Joe, I know that you've, always got like your conveyor belt running in most of your saves once within a, within a season you've already lined up your your backups ready to come in as and when the first team gets sold so i think the squad plan will probably help you in that as well because at least there's now a visual cue again to to know that oh i've got this guy who i who will come in next season assuming this guy goes and then obviously you can change that plan depending on whether he goes or not i love it i haven't written one thing down while i've been playing the beta yet but i'm still struggling to use the squad planner i feel like i go when i go in i'll set it up i'll delete all the players out that shouldn't be in the positions have it all there and i don't really feel like i'm using it yet 
So it's kind of babysits. Like it's always that thing, isn't it? Nobody likes change. You're comfortable with how you do things. So I, I deliberately haven't written anything down because I'm like, I'm going to try and use the squad planner. But it's going to be a feature request of mine to do it for staff as well. Because mm-hmm. I've I found myself going in like I <clears throat> Simda season, just you know messing around on beta. Simda season started as Nice. That's why I knew that the goalkeeper wasn't there. Um, <laughs> and it's a bit of a mess, and their finances are terrible. Um, there's obviously some players that I'm not so familiar with, and their staffing, their staffing was all over the place. And I found myself I was going into the shortlist, like going in, finding the staff member that I wanted, putting him in the shortlist. I'm like, all right, what do I need? Do I need an attacking coach? Do I need a defending coach? Do I need a mental coach? Do I need a technical, tactical? You know, what do I need? And who's who is good at what? And are they better? I know you can compare and you can do it, but having a staff planner is equally as important. So that's that's something I'm going to add as a feature request. But yeah, squad planner, I think it's definitely got legs. Um, as I, because we've not really used it for more than a season yet. I haven't seen the benefits of it, um, but I'm going to try and use it. I think it's the thing as well. It needs a bit of time with a beta save. Most of us mm-hmm. are like you said, kind of stop starting or or maybe just kind of banging through the season just to get a season under the belt, really. So I'm really looking forward to not knowing how to use it properly when the full game releases. You're right. Slight, a question, mainly because what Joe uh, said kind of triggered a, a question that I had that I hadn't thought about. I could have looked at it, looked at it myself, but I haven't bothered. Staff short, shortlists, were they a thing last year? Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, always. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, okay. I just wanted to. It was one of those things that I had a, a moment thinking I can't remember if they were or not because I definitely didn't use them and probably should. <laughs> I think it's a really good point by Joe though. Like we, let's say you go into a club, you're limited with how what you can bring in. You know, you uh, it takes X number of months, years to request. You know, a, additional members of the coaching team and scouting and all that. And when you're doing it, you know, when you're when you're kind of going through from the staff overview screens and then jumping over to the staff search. It is a it's a little bit cumbersome in between those screens. Um and a short list is is it can only do so much. So I I like Joe's idea there. And you'd like to think if if this planner goes well and they've got all of the foundation in place, it wouldn't be too much of a heavy lift. No, not at all. And I I've got a view that I use, um, which is downloadable. And where Joe I don't know. <laughs> I'm guessing fivestarpotential.com. It is fivestarpotential.com. Yes. Um, but basically in the coach view, I have it set so it's got the key attributes for your staff. So it's very that's very easy to see which attributes each member has got. And obviously so you can make mm. sure that you have a balanced coaching team. And as I say, with that, it's similar to the squad plan as well. It's, it's very limited to what data you can see other than a player's name and their potential. So maybe there's an addition there where you can add, you know, if, even if it was just adding a few kind of tactical, tactical, mental, you know, physical attributes or something like that, where you can mess around on that screen. So again, mm. you've got a snapshot of, you know, what kind of leadership you've got. Because that that was a strong thing when I'd done an Arsenal save a couple of years ago. I just added a column for leadership because the squad, you know, probably pre-Arteta maybe, or maybe at the beginning of Arteta's reign, they lacked any leadership in the squad. So... I wanted to bring in players that had a high leadership attribute. So just little things like that. Like that again, it's the first year it's in, so it's probably going to be developed on. But yeah, as I say, if you could go, I, I, I like the look of it, and I like 
the potential of it. So yeah, it's a it's a plus from me. Marvelous. Right, it's now time to switch to the I'm not going to say negative, but the things that we're less fond of. Least favorite things. Least favorite, indeed. Um, these are our. I can't remember the words of the song, so don't worry. We'll move on. Um, <laughs> Joe, do you want to start us off with this as you started off with the positive items? Yes. And I'm sure it's going to be looked at because I do go on the forums quite a lot and I do, you know, add feedback because it is still in beta. So, you know, that is it's a key thing that people should be doing. If you If there is something that you see that's wrong, do go and report it because don't think that because someone else has mentioned it on Twitter that it has been reported mentioning it twice on the forums is better than it not being mentioned once so it's this i've seen a few times is center back positioning um and it, i think the way i described it to someone the other day was now that they've changed drop back or step up in the team instructions it's like the defenders decision making is a little bit slow and I've seen it in all levels. I've tried high, I've tried low in terms of kind of ability. And it feels like if a ball is come, going over the top, like the defender doesn't know whether he should be stepping up or dropping back. And that split second, the ball goes over his head and the striker goes through and has a chance on goal or, or scores a goal. And I was going to tweet about it this morning, but I've, noticed, I've been trying to three at the back. And I've tried it with a couple of different teams, and it always seems like it doesn't matter what the team instructions or the player instructions are, the central defender of the three seems to just resort to kicking the ball long, whether it's straight down the middle, out to the wings where there isn't where there aren't any players, even though you have him on like, you know, take fewer risks, shorter passing. And it might be take fewer risks, so he's just clearing it, no nonsense style. But it, it always feels like it's the middle one. Doesn't want to pass the ball correctly. So again, it's it's something that Again, I think it only needs a small tweak, but it feels like it's now that you've got those different options, the player's decision-making has a delay, and then the delay causes an impact on what you're seeing in the match engine. Yeah, there might be a little bit of a conflict there. You know, like you said, the the instructions changing in the blocks and all of that. You're thinking about what the player's instructions are, what the player is good at, what your team instructions are, and then what the team you're playing against is also doing. Like, so... I think it's probably, you know, tweaking being the right word because there's quite a few things going on and it's hard to hit that pretty soon. I think it just needs it's always a thousand games played, you know? Yeah, it's the butterfly effect, isn't it? Like you change yeah. one thing and it, it can impact something else. So I'm exactly, sure yeah. I've seen plenty of people kind of reporting defenders' decision-making. So hopefully that's, you know, and again, the more games that are played, the more PKMs they get, more people that report it, they can test it. They've got QA testers. You know that will just be looking at that. Whatever you report, they'll be looking at it and going, "Is it a problem?" You know, and then they'll tweak it to make it better. But then again, once it's tweaked, will it impact something else? So you've it's, it's a, a never. It's the whole thing, isn't it? If you if you want ex, what is it? Um, perfection is not attainable, but if you strive for perfection, you'll achieve excellence. So that's one of my favourite quotes, and that's the kind of thing that they, that they you know, especially Nick, he's so passionate about it. Like he'll want it to be the best version it can, so but he'll only get that by getting feedback. I think the data as well, Joe. Like you know, sometimes people kind of have a go at the beta. Like, why do they release a beta? Why why release a game if it's not fully perfect? But 
you know, that that tweet that came out yesterday or the day before, but with, with all oh, the numbers. Like six point six point one million matches yeah. played. I'm sure, like you know, someone like Nick can do a lot more with six point million, some way one million matches worth of data than whatever they can do with a Q, you know, with a QA team um, testing it for however many months. Um, they'll just be able to pull a lot more from it and then add in all the, you know, whatever feedback and bugs are being submitted. That's the beauty of the beta. Um, and that's why it's worth, you know, being a bit patient for two weeks to get all that in so that the full release is as good as it can be. Well, that's, that is literally the whole point of it. Mm. Right? The, the game is stable enough so that people can actually play it, but then you get mass testing, uh, which is a vital part to all of this. Mm. And... I would argue that we, since the whole beta process and the early access has been a thing, we end up getting a better game as a result when it comes to full release because of the exposure it gets, not just to people, but different playing styles. And people that there, there will be people that are so adamant that they want to play defensive football and that if they can't, they, you know, because they're passionate about it. And so by getting it into those sorts of people or getting giving access to those sorts of people it means that they they will have clawed over more data for a particular playing style that they're trying to recreate and for all of Nick's passion and the rest of the match team's passion there is only so much football they can personally watch and so they will be looking for obviously the anim- whether the animations work and then also from the statistics side how well it matches up to the like, the real life statistics but then they can't they can't look at everything there is there is only so much time there are there are only so many people and unless you've got proper coaching experience which some people will have as well the, we were ex- you're exposing the game to to people who have probably better acumen like we can't expect people to be amazing at everything like the people are game developers and testers some would do have coaching badges but not all of them will and when you watch football a lot of it is kind of anecdotal and you're take you're applying your experience whereas there are will be some things when it comes to trying to translate football manager from real football there'll be always be something that's missing. Let's not forget, everything that they do and everything that they, you know, all the time they spend. Nick's a busy man. I know, he beat Arsenal 3-0 at the week, in, in midweek. So he's got a lot on his plate, you know what I mean? But let's just say, I, I, Joe, who were you managing when you did this three at the back? Because it's not something that I've seen and I, I just wonder if it was level dependent. I've tried it with Man United, with Millwall, with Nice, okay. with West it's, Ham, <laughs> with Leverkusen. Yeah, okay. No, it's, it's just a good... <laughs> All right, Raz. Good... <laughs> <laughs> Great reference, by the way. Because it's something that I've been playing, I've been playing for at the back, and I've not noticed it. Maybe I'm not watching enough of the game, maybe I need to focus a bit more, because... Are you, um, are you playing higher press, like, pressing counter, you know, the, the normal... Counter press. That everybody the plays counter press, and yeah, that's the problem, I haven't been playing that, so... I did think because it seems like everybody's tactics I seem to be seeing, even if you're playing like low block and stuff like that, everyone's still going counter press counter. And it just feels like that shouldn't, you shouldn't have to click those two options in your team instructions for a tactic to work. But it seems to work really well. Like every, every, because every time I've gone, right, I can't get this to work, I go back to a tactic, go and tick counter press and counter, and it works straight away. 
Okay, interesting. Okay, we'll uh, we'll shift focus. Dupe, um, mm. what is your bugbear so far with your limited time on the beta? Okay, this isn't a personal attack, um, but Erlen fucking Harland <laughs> is an absolute <laughs> clown, and he needs to be fucking taken off this game. And I think personally, um, I don't write letters, um, so I might get Joe to write one for me, so I can actually start a campaign to get him off this game because it just breaks my soul and breaks my heart. I played City. I'm playing for it at the back system. I've done so well to keep him quiet. And I'm going to go to my second point. Set piece. He came in from the back post and just absolutely stormed everybody and got his head onto it. And it just upset me. And he upsets me. The, the far post, some of the tactics that you can do on the set pieces still upset me. The fact that you can exploit. And it just upsets me. I mean, it, it's one reason why we won't do a network save because Joe won't, because Joe will know I'll use that exploit <laughs> as much as I can. But, uh, you know, it, it's just painful to watch when you set a system up and you do, you do so well in game and you kind of nullify all the threats and then, oh, look, far post header, big strong man comes in and just plows everybody out of the way. Just kind of what he's doing in real life, though, sadly, isn't it? <laughs> it's just it is. Like. I mean, I'm not complaining. It is perfectly accurate to, to real yeah. life, but... Uh, I'm complaining, uh, and that's my my little. Just let me get off the soapbox, but that's my little moan. In um, when I played against him, I mean, I I done a Man United save for a season, and Ronaldo outscored him despite being injured for two months. So oh. Ronaldo is equally. I'm not, not going to say OP because he is still good, but like he's a different player in that United team now. But you can still get him scoring bundles and bundles of goal. But with Haaland, uh, and I'd said this to you, dude, when we met up in the week. He, the attack ball from deep option, I don't think I've ever seen that be effective as a set-piece option. That Haaland was set to attack ball from deep on a corner against me, and he came in like a wrecking ball, honestly, from the edge of the box, and he's headed it like on the edge of the six-yard box, like an absolute bullet. And I was like, wow, if that's the new exploit, I'm getting a big fucker to attack the ball from deep, but I don't think anyone else would be able to do it. But it was just, again, you know, I was saying earlier about you see an animation for the first time. And I saw that and I was like, wow, that is awesome. Because you've actually seen something, not a near post header, not a far post header. He's attacked the ball from deep, got his nut on it and absolutely just went through everybody that was in front of him. I loved it. It was pure Miley Cyrus, white panties and all. Like he yeah. just came in flying. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a tough one. I'm not going to lie. But he... um. Oh, he's just so good. And I did a season with, with City and I got like 101 goals from him in a season. And like, I think I even put it on Twitter and like, this man is just a machine. And then I granted, he is a machine in real life. Um, I just, I've got a long-term save coming up where I'm in Germany and I hope he does not step foot in Germany because it could I think, really kill me. I'm pretty me. sure I heard it um, on the radio the other night. If he carries on as he is, he he should be like if he carried on his scoring record from this the beginning of this season it's like sixty three goals or something is what he's predicted to mm. score in a season which is mental but also if he mm. for the next fifteen years if he he'd have to score thirty something goals a season oh, to beat Ronaldo's goal scoring and I'm like that which is that insane, in itself but... is mental it is bananas that's, it's crazy that's if Ronaldo doesn't score another goal you know like crazy. What's strange is, like, I, I did a save with West Brom. Um, got, uh, got, got as far you as hate April, yourself. I think. 
I, you know, I don't know. What I, it must be a Steve Bruce thing. Steve Bruce is still living rent free in my mind, Joe. Um, but I, I think I got that far. I think I got as far as April. I'm looking at it now. So 29 games played. City are top of the league by 12 points. 73. I think Liverpool are on 61. But Haaland has 15 goals in the league in 29 games. And he's top, he is top scorer. Salah's on 14. Jesus on 13. That's, That's you, mate. You've different. broken the game. I've broken Haaland. <laughs> Wait till I manage He's, he's him, so right? depressed playing in your save universe that he just can't be asked. <laughs> Every time. Uh, in, in my my I've played seven with this United save and he's currently on 11 games. Uh, 11 goals in seven okay. games. Well, I've broken Haaland. His average rating is 8.6. I don't want Erling Haaland to score loads of goals. Just ring that up. Yeah, ring me. I'm not even in the same <laughs> division as him, but that's fine. <laughs> Right, okay. Uh, talking of Mr. Madden, uh, your minor gripe. Well, I, I, my minor gripes are, are definitely minor. I have nothing major that stands out. There's, there was only two or three things I could think of, um, one or two of which I've already put some feedback on the forums for. Um, there's one thing I don't like, and I think it is, I, don't, I wouldn't say it's a known issue, but I think it's being reviewed. I, I do tend to pause the game a lot. I, I, I usually watch on um, Extended. The odd time I might flip to too comprehensive as well. So I do a lot of tweaking and changing, especially in beta where you're trying to see what works and doesn't work. And I'm trying some things I've not done in FM before with tactics and roles. Every time I hit pause, the clock disappears and the status paused replaces it. And there is, um, there is a thread or, uh, on the forums about this. And I just wanted to get a feel for, is this just me? Is this bothering anyone else? So basically, if you, if you hit tactics... And you don't click pause, nothing happens. But the moment you click pause, let's say you want to do something that takes a bit longer and you don't want the game to play in the background. If you've not looked what time it was when you went into those to the tactics screen, you actually don't know what's left without clicking play again. And that is kind of bugging me. And I don't think it was there before. I mean, of all things, that's bugging you. <laughs> I, mean, I know. My, minor, I did minor. say it was minor. <laughs> it is minor. Um, it's not bo- it wouldn't bother me, but I can see why it would bother you. Have you thought about just before you press pause, just watching what the time is. Or, as in real life, where managers can't pause, just don't fucking pause and grow up. I mean, may- maybe, this is, maybe this is what's happening. Maybe it's intentional. I'm not even sure. Um, I didn't gauge it from that thread yet, you know, if it's, if it's part of a plan. Um, but, yeah, for sure, it's, it, it was still there and there when I was playing up till yesterday, the day before. And um, I just, I just thought... I'm just testing that was still there now. Yeah, and it's, uh, do you know what it was? It's like, if it's intentional... You know, and it's kind of like, well, you can pause a game in real life if you want to start, you know, thinking on the on the job, thinking on the spot, making changes while action is is in play. That's kind of fine. But like like Joe said earlier, something's changes. We are we're all a little bit resistant to change in our old age, but I, I can obviously get over it. I, wouldn't be. I don't. What it is, I think why it doesn't rec- kind of make or stick in my mind. I have read I've read it on the forums as well, but do you not know what time you're pausing it if you pause it? Not always. So if I actually hit pause, it's like if I actually why, go why do you pause, pause first. Why do you pause it? So I'll, I'll, I'll usually do one of two things, um, Joe. So let's say if I, if I intentionally want to pause and I'm like, I've got something planned, I will, I will have looked because I'm just, I'd usually be like, I'm going to make pause. On, I'm going to hit pause in 72. It's more so, let's say if I, hit, if I go into the tactics screen for something and I'm having a look and then I'm like, okay, this is going to take me 30 seconds and I don't want the game be play, to be played behind the panels. That's when I'll hit pause, but I've not really looked when I click tactics. 
and then you're kind of going to pause first. So it's it's just in that split second, it's not very clear. So it's um, it's more for you to tinker. Yes. Because you don't trust your own tactics. Well, I mean, we've surely established that by now, Joe. How many years has it been? <laughs> I just think because I, I, I pretty much, I know how I want to play. And I, mm. I don't know. I don't know if it's whether I always, uh, if you're unconsciously aware of what time it is in the game. So it hasn't, the fact I had to go and look for it, Obviously means, means has, I, I'm obviously it. unconsciously aware of what the time is in the game when I'm doing mm. because I, I hadn't even noticed it until I'd read it. Um, yeah. And then it, it just, it, again, it's different people play the game in different ways, don't they? So mm. I must I must just be aware. It must be a thing that I go, oh, I know what the time is before I, because I, I pause it. I, I was, you know, in jest saying, why do you pause it? Of course yeah, I pause I, it. Yeah. But I, it's never been in my mind to go, oh, what minute? Oh, I need, I need to know what minute of the game is. I must already have clocked that before I pause I, it. So, I think most of mine is... That I've not, you know, let's say I've clicked into the tactic screen. Drunk. And then I, drunk. I, yeah, as usual. <laughs> and um, I want, I've decided to, to start finicking around with something. And then I kind of, you know, you kind of realize the game is being played behind, yeah. basically behind the panels. And and I don't really like that. Uh, I suppose Show the you want to see what's happening. Sorry, Matt? No. Show the panels. Show the panels. Paddles, panels. Powered by. Um, I'm just looking now in the squad view. Is there no way you can insert a column that says minutes played? Wait, no. So in in a match? Actually, so when it's in your view, I'm just having a look now, it's got it's got minutes, but I think that's overall minutes. I, I wonder whether there is a way of you kind of having it on your, as a squad view. I, I would oh. say the amount of people that have mentioned it on the forums, that that's going to be changed. Okay. So okay. I, I wouldn't worry about looking for that too much. Okay. Just Fair enough. up, man. And I could just grow up. Um, I mean, we said minor. I'm going to throw another one. It, it is minor enough for me, and this may not be any different to previous FMs, but I've, I found this year. So I told you I was doing that save at West Brom. I had three players on loan, and uh, I'm kind of playing a few players in different positions and roles. And I think almost month on month for almost all three players, where I've deployed them in different roles, the manager of the parent club is coming in, as can happen, and they'll say, I'm not happy with them being played out of position. Now, that's normally because they've put that into the loan contract at the beginning. But what's bothering me is that I'll I'll go with the response. Look, he's playing every game. Sure, surely that's enough. And they'll say, oh, yeah, fair enough. I see your point. And then they just forget that conversation happened and they come back literally the following month. And um, in one season, I said, as, as far as April, I've told Eric Ten had to fuck off about six times. And I don't have to tell him again. Learn Dutch, mate. Might help. I was going to say, the loan players that you've got, are they players that you've loaned? And I'm guessing from the fact that you said it was Shola Shortai earlier on, I'm presuming you have loaned him rather than him being at West Brom. Yes, yeah. I was going to say, when you make that loan bid, why don't you, can I can't, Can you not select what position they're going to play in? I believe you... Or do you I, have to select? I'm fairly sure in this case, I've not even looked at it, I've just taken him on loan, but yeah, obviously so probably because it's built in, yes. Yeah. And I'm sure you can probably mess around with that. But equally... If you think about over the course of a season, even if even if I if I was smart enough to say, I'm actually going to play him as a shadow striker rather than a winger because mm. we're going to retrain him and I'm retraining him in in game. Um, whatever needs must, I might then change that to go. Do you know I'm going to start playing up front? So I just think it's a little bit too robotic that you know. Yeah, fair enough. He, the manager's right to come along and and ask about it, but to ask each month to the point where it's like six times in a row and you're like, really again, again. And surely, so, the, surely the loan manager should be coming to. I need to get a loan. Rather than the manager, no, no, they, like the United. I don't know if United have got one, but 
you'd think that would be the loan manager's job to come and say it to you rather than the manager's job. It's a good point. I've never really noticed what the loan manager really does in with, game. With, yeah. um, like with going away from loans, even when a player comes into me, you know, when their contract request is playing a specific position with a role, I delete that every single time. Even if it's the one that they will be playing in, I delete yeah. it because it's just an I do unnecessarily. That as well as well. It's an unnecessary conversation you will have to have down the line because yeah. they're idiots. Oh, I'm playing every game, but I'm not playing, you know, box to box, centre midfielder on attack field. rather than I'm playing centre midfielder support. Mm. Yeah, nuts. It's just mechanics, right? <laughs> I think, as we said, it's 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 just a tick in a box somewhere, basically. Um, but it is a small thing that that's right me every now and then. I'm a petty man, mm. Matthew. Uh, well, actually, saying that, my mine are probably quite petty as well, so I can't yes. really judge you too hard. So, jokingly, before we recorded, I said new gen faces to sort of carry on from last week's pod. Um, they, you know, they still look a bit dead in the eyes, really. But it's not. Uh, I it, it can't, This is kind of uh, there's a bit of duality between my the thing I like and then also. The thing I, I'm I'm less fond of, and it's the squad report because it obviously comes under the squad planner section. Uh, more 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 specifically, the comparison report, which I actually use to build tactics. Uh, I, I I quite like having an average, like, so I can see like. In terms of speed, if if I don't really have a quick defence, there's no point trying to press high because they're going to get caught out by quick and usually meaty strikers. So I, I do use that at least as an idea to see if I'm close to the way I'm intending to or wanting to set up, whether it be narrow in the future. The, the problem with that is that if there is no option to link this to the actual squad planner that you've been putting your time into. So it just, it still takes the average of the entire squad rather, or of the the first team squad, I think. I haven't really delved into it. All I know is that it doesn't reflect the squad planner. So, for example, using my defence option, it will just highlight all of my defender's attributes and give me the comparison against the highest average in the Premier League and lowest, rather than uh, what uh, you know. It doesn't really give me any option other than that, and that, and it's fine because it, that's I guess it's its purpose. But I think they've changed this, or at least whether it's this game or or FM twenty two that they made the change, and I just didn't notice. But when you, if you aren't aware of the the comparison report, you've got. General, all positions, goalkeepers, defence, midfield, attack, then physical, mental, technical as options that you can select. But when you select into the defence, midfield and attack options, it will continue to show you all position uh, averages, which seems a bit daft and counterproductive. And you then have to untick them all just to show strikers when it's showing, I, I guess it's showing attributes related to the strikers. And again, it's petty, but it's, mm. it's, uh, there's three extra ticks that I don't think should necessarily be there unless you are specifically looking for defenders with good finishing, which you might be for set pieces, possibly, but it, again, seems a bit daft. Um, but yeah, the, it's more the, it feels like it was kind of thrown into the squad planner rather than actually having a 
a direct in it like link to it i would love to be able to say right so in you know especially when it comes to the way i play and using the squad planner it would be great to have a comparison between where i'm at now and where i'm going to be in 2 years after my intended recruitment that would be awesome because then it can sh- it, that's then showing me like in comparison well, in comparison to my like my 3 year plan that i can have within the squad planner are my recruitment plans actually going to make the difference that i'm wanting to um but again it may be just because i'm you know the way i have played in the past and and do continue to play that it's a very niche use case but it would be nice to have it nonetheless i think um and the other annoyance that i noticed is that the the tick boxes for positions are not resilient um and therefore when as soon as you click out of those options they then reset and all of the tick boxes are back so you have to each time you go and use it you have Rage. to retick them or untick them so yeah it's annoying annoying and it, it, that's probably how it how it's set up to work but it would be nice to know that if I'm when I'm when I'm clicking away and checking other things and go back to see like if I've moved a player into a different squad to see because I'm having to do it manually to re, at the moment to reflect what I'm trying to report I then have to go and do lots of unticking again so yeah it's it feels a bit unfinished and unrefined at the moment and I guess the thing is it maybe not it's not going to get looked at but again because they've just done it so who knows but it'll be nice either way so yeah minor bugbears and things that I can work around but it's you know still annoying nevertheless up the petty I mean to be up. honest it's not bad when the four of us are sat together and that's the things we can come up with that annoys us you know what I mean it could have been a lot worse so uh, that's good good sign excellent um I don't know if we're doing a quiz are we doing a quiz no quiz let's save them up when we need we'll them. give you a break we'll give you a break yeah. right there we go okay well that then brings us to the end of this week's pod so you can find the links for each of us in the podcast description or by visiting fivestarpotential.com where you can find all our latest football manager content including football talent scouts under 19s to look for in fm23 and, of course, Joe's juicy views, if you've not yet downloaded them, which you bloody well should have. Five Star Potential is available on iTunes, Spotify, and most other popular podcast apps and platforms, with a new podcast released every week. Thank you all for listening. There will be more from us next week with uh, something a little bit special and very different. Say goodbye, folks. Goodbye. Goodbye. goodbye folks. Am I supposed to have that written, Joe? <laughs>